Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. There's an urgent need for grandparents to be more involved with their grandchildren. Parent and family educator Becky Danielson, who co-authored the book Faithful Grandparenting with Carol Olson, joins me today on Along the Way with ideas on how we grandparents can meet that need. We'll hear from Becky after this from cowboy poet Jeff Hildebrandt and his view from the pew. In December, we remember Virgin Mary giving birth to a son known as Emmanuel, God with us here on earth. We remember how those shepherds in their fields heard angels sing and headed for a manger where they found a newborn king. And we sing about the wise men who traveled from afar and found their way to Bethlehem by following that star. But there is more to Advent than historic celebration. We also view this time of year with great anticipation. In addition to remembering, we should also look ahead to the next part of God's story so we are not misled. We celebrate Christ Jesus' birth as the beginning of the end, the end of Satan's rule on earth. Because when Christ comes again, he's coming back as King of Kings on a horse that's white as snow, the signs all say it could be soon. I just thought you should know. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff's latest book is Positive Rhymes for Perilous Times. Many of the poems you hear on Along the Way are from that book, Positive Rhymes for Perilous Times by Jeff Hildebrandt, available on Amazon. It's a great gift for Christmas. My guest today is parent and family educator Becky Danielson who, with Carol Olson, co-authored the book Faithful Grandparenting. There's a specific need for grandparents to be um, more involved in the lives of their grandchildren and speak into the faith issues and the um, instilling of that really deep faith in children, as well as their, the family heritage, where these children have come from, where, where their family members have been. Um, and, and to help them grow and become people and determine what their gifts and talents are and how they can serve God in the future. As uh, you talk about being uh, influenced by your grandparents, your grandmother, uh, I've got to tell you this story uh, because I, too, uh, the first person, the first godly person I remember as a young boy was my grandmother. And, oh. and she uh, was off the boat from Sweden. And we would go visit her about, oh, 10, 15 miles from us. And uh, I would, you know, discuss something with her, and she'd say with her Swedish accent, well, let's go up to the bedroom and talk to the Lord about that. <laughs> oh, isn't that neat? Yeah, And she would have me kneel with her at her bedside, and we would talk to the Lord about that. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. Well, Coming from a almost, well, 75% Swede, I 
totally understand. <laughs> now, my grandma kiss that was not Swedish, but she ended every conversation I'd have with her. I'll keep you in my prayers, Bobby. So these grand, these grandparents have a tremendous, a tremendous job to do. You know, I, I find, uh, well, for example, uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of grandparents are raising their grandchildren, but also we're just always busy, always on the go, and I'm sure that's a big change today. Absolutely, absolutely. We've found that to be the most difficult thing, um, the busyness of families and the busyness of seniors. I do a class for for parents, especially young parents, on calendar chaos and how to get a, get a handle on the calendar such that Children don't need to be involved in everything mm-hmm. and put your family first. And that includes the grandparents and including the grandparents in children's extended activities, their their school plays, you know, and invite them to these things. And grandparents need to make the time to attend. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a two-way street, but it's, it's hard. Family life and the family is under assault by the culture, um, by a lot of different facets, so keeping these families strong is really important. God created families, and we need to work hard on keeping them together. Uh, now, the book uh, that you and Carol have uh, co-authored, "Faithful Grandparenting," uh, tell us tell us about that book. Well, "Faithful Grandparenting: Practical Ideas for Connecting the Generations" is just that. It is it is a book that is loaded with practical ideas for grandparents of little kids of middle-sized kids and of um, large kids. We call them middles, littles, and bigs, the, the adult grandchildren. Ways for them to connect in ways that are um, meaningful and intentional. Um, we've, we've tackled a lot of the difficulties that grandparents um, can run up against, you know, the, the faith pieces, the distance pieces, the um, all different aspects of grandparenting and life that make it, it challenging to develop a relationship. What we tried to do is is make it a book that's a fast read, a quick read. You can tuck it in your carry-on. You can tuck it in your purse while you're waiting at the doctor's office. We have a little checkbox by all of the different ideas so people can make a check mark and then easily flip back through to find um, the idea and then tweak that idea for their particular situation. You know, as you're saying that, uh, it just occurred to me now uh, this is uh, the uh, first week, the, the first full week of December. We've got Christmas right around the corner. It, it sounds like uh, this would be a, a great book for grandparents for Christmas. It would be a fabulous book for grandparents. And to come to come at it as this is for you because we want you to be closely entwined and interwoven in our family, it would be a great gift for um, a young married couple that's having a baby Hmm. to give as, guess what, you're going to be a grandparent. (laughs) It would be a great book to give multiple copies to um, a group of grandparents or neighborhood people or or in an assisted living area or what have you for a book club. We're finding a lot of book clubs are picking it up and using it. We have a leader's guide and discussion questions on faithfulgrandparenting.com which is linked to Faith First Parent, uh, my website. And people are downloading these, the leader guide and these questions and diving into the book to share with one another. Because, you know, it's, it's interesting, Tom, when I, when I teach to parenting groups, and Carol has found this too, 
you know, we give lots of ideas and, and strategies and tips for people. But when they start talking about it at their table or with their small group, they really start to build on those ideas and make them their own so that they actually can take them home and apply them in their own families and, and situations. So this would not only be a good book for grandparents, but then the good book for the the the, the parents. Uh, right. It's uh, a springboard. Uh-huh. And it's, the thing, it's been really helpful for me to have have mentors like Carol and others that are so many steps ahead of me because I learned so much. Like, okay, when my child gets to this point, mm-hmm. um, my, my small group, we do a bridal shower for a couple's bridal shower when anyone in our group has a child that's getting married. We bring advice on how to have a really solid Christian-based marriage. And I think, you know, when, when my children get to the point where they're choosing a significant other and they're contemplating marriage and they do get engaged and get married hopefully one day, you know, there are all these people around them that are not only praying for them, but sharing their ideas. That's what this book is. It's how, does, how do grandparents step into the lives of their grandchildren and really make a difference? And I can tell you, Becky, that uh, I am a lousy Grandparent. I mean, I'm. That's just true. I'm. Oh. I'm. I am all thumbs with my grandkids of all ages. I have teenage grandkids. I have a grandkid uh, in early twenties. Uh, that's a little easier for me. And I have younger grandkids. So, give. Uh, what are some of the. Uh, uh, ideas that you have in uh, faithful grandparenting not just not just for me but for other people who may just feel like man I'm I'm just uh, I'm just not uh, effective in this role well for long distance grandparents one of our favorite ideas for grand is a long distance book club um, connecting with those faraway grandchildren is is really hard sometimes one of Carol's good friends, started a book club with her granddaughter. They chose a book together, and they would um, get on Zoom every Sunday night and talk about the book. And it gave the grandmother an opportunity to learn about her granddaughter and what her worldview was, what she was thinking, how the, the characters influenced her life. And the grandmother had an opportunity to speak life into and faith issues into the story. In fact, it was such a hit that they... Um, this granddaughter's little brother called the grandpa and said, okay, grandpa, grandma is doing this great book study with a book club with my sister. Will you do one with me? Hmm. So they ended up doing a book club together too. Another terrific thing that, that um, works really well are adventures with kids. You know, they can be these grand cases, these trips to the, to a national park or, you know, Disney world or wherever where you can spend an additional amount of time with a child, or they can be as easy as the neighborhood park. We're going on an adventure to the neighborhood park. And I wanted to say, Tom, that these ideas are not just for the grandchildren in our lives, mm-hmm. but these ideas are for any young people in our lives. Um, the adventures, I've been doing adventures with my nieces for years. My husband, Scott, and I give the, the girls an adventure rather than a birthday present or a Christmas present. And there's some little thing that ties in with what we're going to do. And we've been to the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. We've done high tea. We've done hikes in the woods. We've done all sorts of really fun adventures with the kids. 
And some, you know, are, are bigger ticket items, and some are really easy, fun things, backyard things. We did a we did a tea party um, for all of, of my niece's little girlfriends back in our little she shed. You know, so it doesn't have to be a big thing, but it, it takes the time. We, we talk a lot in the book about quality time and quantity of time. And Carol and I both firmly agree that the quality time comes from the quantity of time that we spend with the kids that we love and the people that we love. So just those little adventures. And I'd ask um, the girls after each adventure, okay, would you rather have a present? Because, you know, your uncle and I would be glad to buy you a present. And both, every single time, say, oh, no, we'd much rather go on the adventure because we don't always remember what we get from people, but we always remember these adventures. So when people take that initial step and invest time in a child's life, it's life-changing for them. They feel the love. They know that you're being intentional. They know that you care about them. You know, communicating well, looking into their eyes, putting them on your calendar. You've got that special time just with that child, sharing that adventure. You know, so I think the adventures are a, are a huge, huge gift to kids. For really, really little kids when they come to stay, especially for gran- grandma and grandpas that are all thumbs, which is cute. <laughs> That's a really, really cute phrase. I like that. <laughs> we recommend a busy box. Carol yeah. has had a busy box at her house for years. Her kids are um, are middle school, high school, and college now. And those those grandkids, when they come over, they go right to the busy box, and she'd have age-appropriate activities. So they knew there'd be something cool to do, something fun to do at Grandma's house that would be just specifically for them. Mm. So the busy box idea, I think, is a really, really good idea um, for kids, too, because then you've always got something at the ready. When they arrive. My guest is Becky Danielson, who, with uh, Carol Olson, uh, wrote the book Faithful Grandparenting and uh, has a website, faithfulgrandparenting.com, with a lot of uh, the uh, ideas that we're discussing uh, about uh, grandparenting and, of course, uh, the book uh, itself. Let me go back with maybe my difficulty as a grandpa. Um, what do you consider the most difficult aspect of being a grandparent today? Let me see how I can slot into that. Oh, yeah. You know, I, like we spoke of earlier, the busyness, the busiest life for the grandparent, the parent, and the child. Children are involved in so many things these days. The busyness is hard. Um, I think the abandoning faith, when we look at our children and, you know, either we've, we've instilled faith practices in them and that that desire to follow Christ and when they walk away it's heartbreaking and when they're not raising their, our grandchildren in that it's even more heartbreaking but but God is a God of the possible situations and he can bring them back so I think prayer is huge in that um, I think our our families are fractured the death divorce you know all of the the, the bad happenings, all of the bad things that can happen in families. When families are fractured, it makes it difficult for everybody, and sometimes it makes it impossible for grandparents to even see their grandchildren. So again, praying about it, finding ways to find common ground, respecting respecting your child and your child's spouse, the, the parent of the grandchildren, um, to, to work together. Um, I think as grandparents, we've We've been, I mean, as a, as a parent, I was the COO of our family. I still am for the most part. <laughs> but, but being the CEO is, 
got the job being the COO was my job. I was the operational officer. I took care of the calendar. Mm-hmm. I think when I when I talk to grandparents, they have less control of that family calendar and activities. And we were talking, um, a group of us at church yesterday, and that they just don't, kids don't plan like we used to plan. Yeah. It's a lot more fly by the seat of your pants because there's so much more going on. So to to let go of the calendar a little bit and be flexible is a good thing. But that that transition piece, too, from parent to grandparent and not having as much control, and you've been managing the family, and you go more to a cheerleader situation. But like you said, a lot of grandparents are raising their children now, so you go back to that manager position. It's like a baseball team. Mm. And that transition you know, can be really difficult both ways, both ways. But keeping those lines of communication is a really difficult thing, too. Those lines of communication, keeping them open, keeping them respectful, keeping them um, on the up and up, knowing who's going where, and and not being not being overbearing. I mean, my mother-in-law, Scott's, Scott's mom, was just a saint. She was really supportive, very encouraging. Um, every invitation for, for this, that, or the other thing, she'd follow up. But if you kids have plans... This is not something you should drop your plans for. And they just lived a couple miles from us, so it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a, a a big imposition whatsoever. But she was she was amazing in keeping the, the schedule really flexible, and I I appreciated that as a young mom, and then especially when our boys got older and were involved in sports and scouts and church activities and all of these these other things. But they'd participate. My parents would participate in their lives, as did um, Scott's fam, our parents. So it made it, it really good. But those, those I think, are the main um, difficulties that grandparents run up against these days. One of the questions that I, or I guess topics I hear uh, often, uh, is creating a legacy. And I think every grandparent who is following the Lord wants that legacy deposited strongly in their kids as well as their grandkids. And and like you pointed out, uh, you raise your kids to serve the Lord, and some of the kids may have walked away, or uh, the kids are with the Lord, but uh, the grandkids uh, walk away. Uh, and yet you kind of feel like, um, is, is, there a, uh, is there any legacy r- remaining for me to, uh, to be able to promote in there? Could you speak? a little bit to that well coming up to christmas especially you know this is it's it's a beautiful time of year it's a holy time of year it gives grandparents a really good opportunity to speak into the lives of their kids with the gifts that they buy and not not to be overtly overbearing or or you know the taking the dictator position this is what we believe and this is what you're going to believe and and Mm. but but Speaking about what you believe and why you believe it, and you know, for years I tell, I've told parents that you know, your children may not do what you tell them to do, but they will always do what they see you doing. Mm-hmm. And that modeling, you know, why do you believe in what you believe is is spoken through the way you act. You know, it's it's when your grandchildren come to to visit that you're kind to that in law that you might not care for too much because she or he may not be so kind to you. Um, it's taking the time to listen. It's, it's speaking into a grandchild's life 
when he or she has difficulties and telling that grandchild, you know, I know that, that you struggle with faith sometimes, and that's okay, because when you're green, you're growing, and that's an okay thing. But I'll pray for you because God loves to hear our prayers. And I know things will improve because I know he's given you everything you need to be absolutely awesome. And just hearing that, I think, from, from, from a grandparent's point of view, as opposed to a parent's point of view, takes the, the heat out of it, takes the um, angst out of it. I think that legacy piece as a whole, you know, you talk about your, your Swedish grandmother telling your children and your grandchildren how you pray with your Swedish grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've told my boys for years about um, how my grandma would pray for all of us. My mother's an only child. So she'd start with my mom, birthday, prayers. Then my dad, his full name, birthday, prayers, and then go right down the list. And then after my siblings and I would, were married, she, of course, would include our spouses. And then when her great-grandchildren came along, she would include them as well. And Tom, for her to spend that much time praying for each one of us was incredibly impactful for me as a young mom, but it's been incredibly impactful for my kids, too, so much that when we walked into um, her room at the care center the day that she passed away, I, of course, burst into tears. I walked in the room, burst into tears, and my oldest son wrapped me up in, in his arms, and he said, Mom, you got to keep in mind, that Grandma Kit Kat is having a much better day than we are. Because <laughs> he knew. He knew exactly where she was, mm-hmm. that she was safe, that she was healed, that she was whole, and that her day was so much better <laughs> than ours at that point. Mm-hmm. But I think when children see parents and grandparents leaning into their faith, especially in the, in the difficulties in life, but also in the high points and thanking God for the great things that have happened and the tremendous blessings, that he's bestowed upon each one of our family members. And they start to see how this impacts their grandparents' lives, their fam- parents' lives, and it trickles down. Once that foundation is built, it's, it's hard to get rid of. Deep down, it is hard to get rid of. And kids push back. I mean, that's part of it. They, they want to be independent. They want to do their own thing, and they will push back. Um, but just knowing that they can come back and that our prayers can help bring them back I think makes a huge difference too. Yes, I I appreciate that very much. Uh, speaking for grandparents everywhere, uh, I'm speaking with uh, Becky Danielson, uh, co-author with Carol Olson. The book is called Faithful Grandparenting. Becky, where can we get the Faithful Grandparenting? The book, you know, Faithful Grandparenting is um, available on, on our website, the faithfulgrandparenting.com, as well as Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, um, churchleaders.com. Um, you can, you can find it on all the, 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 um, traditional online bookstores, as well as your local bookstore, too. You can, you can ask and they can order it in for you. And then also, uh, I'm correct uh, that on your website, faithfulgrandparenting.com, uh, you can pick up a, whole lot of other information uh, just directly from your website. Is that right? Absolutely. We have grandparents that have been sending in ideas. So we're, we're posting more ideas. Um, I have um, a, an ongoing list of things to add. <laughs> so it's, it's becoming parenting 
broad parenting. It's both parenting and grandparenting. There's a tab for parents. There's a uh, tab for grandparents that drop the a menu will drop down and all of the posts will come up. So it's an it's an ongoing. The the book is the starting point, and then on the website, grandparents will find a plethora of ideas that they can take and tweak and use with their own grandchildren. And speaking as a guy with all thumbs, <laughs> uh, would uh, would it be appropriate for in something in that in your book for me not just to become educated by what's in the book, but to use your book as a tool with a, a grandchild who I'm all thumbs with, you know, where we both open the, the same book? You know what, Tom? That's a fabulous plan. Mm. You know, with your with your um, adult grandchild, mm-hmm. open it up to the to the um, to the chapter for for bigs. We we title it the littles, the little middles, and the bigs. So huh. the bigs on page fifty two. Open it up and read through the ideas together, and ask that grandchild, "What do you want to do together, just you and me?" Oh, okay. And maybe that child will choose one of those things, and the two of you can go out. And you don't have to worry about any thumbs because it's all planned with the grandchild. <laughs> you don't have to do it all yourself. And then also we are visiting San Diego for Christmas, and I have a teenage granddaughter, so maybe I could do that same thing with her. Beautiful idea. That's <laughs> a great idea. I love it. Okay. Well, you got a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Becky. I appreciate it. The book is Faithful Grandparenting. The website is faithfulgrandparenting.com. And as uh, you just said, Becky, that that book is available through your website as well as virtually anywhere you get books, right? Right. Correct. Well, God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful time in California with your granddaughter. I think that's fabulous. I promise you I will, because I am going to get the book, and I'm going to open it up uh, and sit down with her, and uh, we'll just let the Lord do the rest. I think that sounds wonderful. Well, let me know how it goes. You know how to find me directly through the website. So okay. That would be terrific. I'd love to know. I, I promise you I'll let you know. It's wonderful. Thank uh, you, Tom. I appreciate it. You have a beautiful, beautiful Christmas. Thanks for joining us along the way today, and join me weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 94.7 FM The Word as I introduce the teaching features along with the traffic and the weather. Then, back here on weekends on Along the Way, I'll talk to you then.